At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A warmer from the low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Tuska Soups with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson. Now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We've got a two-parter coming up feel like this offseason, we have not dove too much into the Big Ten. I feel like I've been giving the SEC a little bit too much love. We've been talking a lot about conference realignment here in the last week or two, so we are going to be going out to the Big Ten and giving them a little bit of love and looking at the actual teams in the conference, not Oregon, Washington, and what is going to be the Big 18 in a conference that calls themselves the Big Ten. And since I've been born, they have had more than 10 teams in every single year, but that's it. To look at this fine conference, we're going to be bringing in Carter Elliott today. He does great work over at Sleepers Media along with the field of 68. We're going to be diving into if there might be a little bit more of a divide between some of the haves and the have-nots this season with regards to the Big Ten. Should we be putting Matt Painter a little bit more on notice? Because I hate to bring this up, but he's the first coach in college basketball history to lose a back-to-back year to a 15 seed and a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, and I do think that that needs to be causing for a few questions. I don't care who you are, but it's not necessarily too terrific. We're going to look at a few teams in the Big Ten that might be having a little bit of upside as well, and I know that he does a great job out there in the great state of Michigan looking at the Spartans, so we're going to be talking about them and their potential upside as well, so we're going to have a great chat there in segment number two, and here in segment number one, we didn't see a lot with regards to news and notes in college basketball, but we did see one important piece of news that I do think needs to be highlighted, and I do think that we need to spend a few minutes talking about, so we're going to be doing that here, and if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Then from there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five-star review. And we did see one player transfer, Ryan Zambi, who was over at Lafayette last year. He's going down to the non-D1 level. He is going to be playing for UT Tyler. He averaged 4.2 points per contest in 12 games played. He actually did start a few games, but not necessarily the world's biggest impact here. All you need to do with regards to your handicapping is note that Mr. Zambi he was at the D1 level last year. He is heading back to his home state of Texas, so cross him off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. But what I really want to talk about here in segment number one is that we did see this piece of news in college basketball on Thursday. The fact that Omar Silviero, you may recall, he was the gentleman that was over at Manhattan. He decided that he was going to be transferring over to West Virginia. Did not play at all during the 2022-23 season. 
he had his waiver denied for an extra year of eligibility. And I do think that this does call into question if we are going to be seeing the NCAA crack down on more of these transfers. Because with Omar Silviero, he was a part of that Manhattan situation where they fired their coach two weeks before the start of the season. He decided that he wanted no part of that and did not play a single game last season. He needed a waiver, apparently, to try to be able to play this year. And that is a big blow for a West Virginia team, in which they are lacking quite a bit of depth based on everything that has happened with the Bob Huggins follow, Josh Eilert taking over as the interim coach. And I do think that we are going to be needing to monitor this a little bit more. And we're going to be finding out more in the coming weeks and the coming months as decisions on waivers are known. Because there's quite a few guys that they have filed in their waivers and they are waiting to see what in the world the NCAA is going to do. And as we know with the NCAA, typically it's not the right thing. So it's a little bit of a precursor, but this is something that I do feel like it needs to be monitored more than past years because we have heard the NCAA saying that they are going to be cracking down on some of these transfers. They have made it known that they aren't going to be awarding a waiver just because of a coach runoff, things like this. It's going to take more extenuating circumstances. You've got one transfer that you get for free, and then after that, you have to file in a waiver every single time. And it used to be in the last few seasons very easy for us because darn near everyone except for like Connor Huff over there at Chattanooga because of SoCon has some pretty ridiculous rules with transferring within the conference that everyone was able to get their waiver, but this was not the case for our good friend in Silviero, who in his last year at Hofstra was able to average 11 points, shot about 36% from three, and he never even played at Manhattan, by the way. He had actually transferred to Manhattan. He decided that he was not going to be playing for them because the coach he had committed to, Steve Massiello, got canned two weeks before the start of the season, so then he transferred over to West Virginia, so very interesting circumstance here, and perhaps it could be a sign of things to come here in the offseason. So I do think that it is going to be very important to take note of these waivers and these decisions, and it's something that I'm going to be keeping my eyes out for in the coming weeks and coming months. So did want to share that with you to lead things off. And how about if we talk about some Big Ten basketball coming next? It's Carter Elliott. He does great work over at Sleepers Media in the field of 68. We're going to be doing just that on the flip side right here. I'm Chris Gussie with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And it is always a pleasure to be joined by this man as Carter Elliott. He does amazing work at a wide variety of places. He does a tremendous job over at the field of 68, as I know that they're going to be doing tremendous work with the Almanac. They, he checked CBB, three man weave. They did a tremendous job on that last year. And I expect nothing less this year as well. But I know he's one half of the Unscripted Podcast as well. That is all dedicated to Michigan State basketball. He is one half of Sleepers Media as well as he and Greg Waddell. They do amazing work on that front as well. And we're going to get it right this time. On X, it's very strange to not say Twitter, but on X, you're able to find Carter Elliott at his first and last name, Carter Elliott, with two T's on the end of Elliott, and then two underscores after that. And Carter, there's a lot of things changing. Twitter becoming X, the Big Ten having 18 teams, but one thing that remains the same, your great insight for college basketball. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm struggling with the change. I'm not a person who reacts well to change, unfortunately. I'm trying to be better at it, but as time goes on, there's just so much change going on in college hoops right now. But uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yep, we're going to need to throw out the record books when you get the USC versus Michigan State interconference rivalry. And, well, you would throw out the record books if there was a record book for that sort of a rivalry. So it's very strange to say the least. And, Obviously, these are changes that are going to be happening in future years. But do you think that there could be any effects that happened this year with regards to realignment, whether that be guys hitting the portal, whether that be a trickle-down effect with regards to realignment? Because we have seen some teams in the past. I remember UIC was very famous for pretty much trying to be blackballed from the Ryzen League tournament when they were trying to leave their conference. Obviously, I don't think the Pac-12 could do that or else they're going to have a four-team tournament. That would not be too great, to say the least. But do you think that there could be any effects this year in college basketball with all this realignment? I think there could definitely be a lot of effects with it, honestly. Uh, Speaking more specifically to these Pac-12 teams that are leaving, like, look, this is the last run as the Pac-12 as we know it. Like, the teams are leaving. This is it. There's going to be some team that comes out the end of this is going to be the last team to win the Pac-12 as it is. You know, that could go one of two ways. There could be teams that are all in, players that are all in, or there could be teams like, that. you know, we're out the door next year. Like, okay, let's do what we can this year in the Pac-12. But, like, we're out the door next year. You know, we got something else to look forward to and basically being a victim of looking ahead. And, you know, as far as players go – 
I've already seen some trickle down effects as far as players that were committed to Pac-12 schools that are like, I didn't sign up to, you know, play all the way over on, you know, in the Midwest and play Big Ten schools. I wanted to be strictly on the West Coast. So it's definitely going to be a trickle down effect. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those Pac-12 teams this year, because you know, obviously they're talented. UCLA is going to be talented. I'm very high on USC, especially with that backcourt. And then you also have Arizona with the additions of Caleb Love and what Tommy Lloyd is doing down there. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how the Pac-12 plays out this year. And you can see a situation where, you know, I see a team like Colorado who has some talent, has NBA prospects on their team. They could take advantage of some of these top teams that maybe be out the door and, you know, maybe sneak in there and do something this year in the Pac-12. And even Cal, a team that they're not a part of the realignment, they're a part of that sort of final four with regards to Pac-12 they made some nice moves in the transfer portal, and you got to feel like they're going to have a little bit of chip on their shoulder, feeling like they got a little bit jobbed with all of this as well. And I could see them coming out and really lighting a fire under the rear end of some of those Pac-12 teams, which that'll be fun to watch. As Carter Elliott, he does amazing work over at Sleepers Media and the Field of 68 is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And in terms of the Big Ten that we've got this year, we are not going to be seeing USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. So we've got the normal 14 teams, as per usual, although I will say the Big Ten has never had 10 teams since I've been born in 30 years, which <laughs> that's still a little bit sad to say the least, but we're going to move on from that. But I do think that it is a very interesting year in this conference because I feel like the Big Ten the last few years, we've had maybe that one team that has been atop the conference, like Purdue last year was very clearly that number one team in the regards to Big Ten, and then it felt like it was very competitive just from pretty much two through eight, two through nine, you go down the list. I feel like it might be a little bit more tiered this year with Purdue along with Michigan State, in my opinion, being those top two teams. I could see Illinois having a big year as well. But do you see a scenario this year where there might be a little bit more of a divide between the haves and the have-nots with regards to the big time? Because I do feel like there have been some teams that I've done a much better job of retaining talent than others within this conference. I personally, as a Big Ten guy and Big Ten fan, I think the conference has been down the past couple of years. It just hasn't typically been what I think of what the Big Ten conference is. And it might be a little more top-heavy this year, per se, but last year it wasn't even top-heavy. In my eyes, it was Purdue, and then there was a huge gap between the other teams in the conference. You know, that was very evident by the fact that there was teams that could have won or lost one more game and they would have went from third in the conference all the way down to like eighth. Like it was really not picking any hairs with who, what teams were going to fall in that range. This season, I think it's another story. I think that, yes, Michigan State and Purdue are on their own tier, kind of in the Big Ten, but there's another tier below that of teams that are really, really talented. I'm very high on this Maryland team with the second year of Jameer Young in this system, the freshman who I think is an NBA prospect, and Deshaun Harris-Smith. They bring in Jamie Kaiser, who's tough as hell, and he's a shooter. They return Dante Scott, return Julian Reese. Kevin Willard's a really good coach. So there's some other talent and guys in this league that can be special. Illinois gets Terrence Shannon Jr. back and Coleman Hawkins, another team that could be pretty good in the league. So I think that the Big Ten is definitely going to be stronger towards the top half of the conference than it has been in previous years. Yeah, I agree with you as well. And I do think that it's been nice that some of these teams of the Big Ten have adapted to the transfer portal. Now, there have been some teams that have not, like, I know you're a big Michigan State fan, and they're not really bringing in a lot via the portal, but 
with everything that Michigan State has coming back, I think that's very beneficial. We saw a lot of the NBA draft decisions go their way as well. And I do think that's going to be fascinating to gauge this Michigan State team because we both have been critical the last few years of the fact that Tom Izzo has done so many things well, but hasn't necessarily dove into the portal. But with everything that they have returning, I think that this is a bunch that could be able to take that nice leap forward this year with having so many guards just be another year older and wiser. In today's college basketball landscape, for me, it's about retention and retaining your guys because obviously it's so hard to do with the transfer portal, everything going on, but then also adding talent through either the transfer portal or high school ranks. So I think that Tom Izzo and his staff in Michigan State did a great job of not only the retention, but they're bringing in a top five recruiting class with guys like Jeremy Fears, Xavier Booker, Cohen Carr, and then, you know, even a guy like Eric Norman, who may not necessarily crack the rotation this year, I think he's going to be a player to watch with Michigan State. And then you got guys who played as freshmen like Jackson Kohler and Carson Cooper coming back. I really like the outlook of this Michigan State team. And I think that the depth is something that's going to help them. Anyone who's watched the Tom Izzo team knows that for the first half of the season, there's nothing he loves more than tinkering with rotations and lineups. And with the teams he's had the past couple of years, he hasn't had the depth to really pull that off. Didn't stop him from doing it, but he didn't really have the depth to pull that off. This season, it's a whole different story. I think he's got a plethora of talent on this team. There's different strings that he can pull. And, you know, when you have a great coach like Tom Izzo and you give him, you know, a bunch of tools and a bunch of strings that he can pull to make a team great, you usually want to bet on him making the right decision. So it's a lot of optimism and excitement for Michigan State and Michigan State fans coming to the season. I agree with you. And I feel like one thing that we can always be assured of with Michigan State is that the coaching, it is always going to be top-notch air as well as Carter Elliott. He does amazing work over at Field of 68, along with Sleepers Media is joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops. And on top of that, because I talk about the fact that Tom Izzo has been able to do an amazing job, you know what you're getting out of him with regards to his coaching. How much do we need to put on notice some of these coaches in the big time? Because a lot of people are bullish on Purdue, and I do think that those guards, they're going to be able to take that leap from year one to year two. And I do think that Purdue... Coming into the year, they should be that number one team in the Big Ten because you return Zach Eady, you return all those guys, and they were a one seed in the NCAA tournament. But when you lose to a 16 seed and a 15 seed in back-to-back years, that's less than savory. Obviously, Greg Gard, we saw his team in the last nine minutes of their season score as many points as the two of us, and we were not <laughs> playing in that game in lovely Las Vegas. But I do think that there are a few coaches in the Big Ten that do need to be put on notice that I feel like I've gotten a little bit of a pass over the last few seasons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and looking at, you know, Coach Painter and Purdue, obviously winning in the tournament is hard in itself. And you be naive to say that some type of luck does not fall into what we look as a coach in their legacy. Like Coach Painter is one crazy shot and bounce away against Virginia from making a Final Four, and then we're not even having this discussion. But unfortunately, we're in a position where you got to look at the facts. He has a National Player of the Year and Zach Eady coming back to play another year from that. I mean, I know Oscar Shibway did the same thing, but having a National Player of the Year come back and play another season for you is kind of unprecedented in my eyes. So they have that. You have the guards who are going to take a leap, I think, coming to their sophomore year and lawyer and Smith. And then they also add some pretty good freshmen that I think bring some athleticism that they didn't have at Miles Colvin in the fold, played with the 19 and under FIBA team. They got Cam uh, Hyde, I believe, or Heidi. I don't want to pronounce his name. I know every Purdue fan gets on me for that. But he redshirted last season. 
He's looking pretty good on the wing as well. And then they have another wing who I didn't expect to even really see something from. But in these two preseason foreign tour games, Brian Waddell, a redshirt sophomore, has really shown some things on the wing. So, look, I think they have the tools. I think they got the National Player of the Year. They got the guard play. They should be able to make a run. This is a team that should have Final Four and cutting down the net aspirations. Like the embarrassment of losing to the 16 seed, they're going to have to shake that off because they have the talent to run this back and maybe have a Virginia-esque type bounce back. And then if they have that run, the loss to the 16 seed maybe for is forgotten by most. But I do think that people are a little bullish and put a little bit too much stock into what they did last year against the 16 seed. Now, Coach Painter's a great coach. He's a legend, obviously. I don't think he's going to leave Purdue until they until he wants to. They're not going to force him out. But I will say, if something happens like it happened last year, that fan base is going to be on it, and they're not going to be pleased. And you don't want to see a legend go out that way, but I don't know if they can have the talent that they have this year and then come up short again. I just feel like that'll be family expectations two years in a row, even with winning a Big Ten tournament and Big Ten uh, regular season title last year. He needs that March run. Well, he's the first coach in the history of college basketball to lose a back-to-back year, so a 15 seed and a 16 seed. So mm. that's, I mean, like, that's a tough stat. Yeah, that's really, really tough because you can try to sugarcoat it how you want to, but that's just absolutely brutal right there. And I don't care who you are. You need to be put on notice when that is happening, but – I do think that overall, with the Big Ten, we did talk about it. It feels like the top is going to be a little bit better than it has been in past years. But when you take a look at some of these middle teams, is there a team or two that you think might be more around that, I think, a fair range is five through eight that could be able to surprise? Because I do take a look at the entirety of the Big Ten, and I do think that there are some sneaky teams that they could be able to make a run, be able to make the NCAA tournament. But I do think that those teams – five through eight are really what's going to be able to make or break the conference. And I do feel like there's a lot of equals towards that middle part of the conference. And the two teams that come to mind for me are actually teams that I think even could find themselves in that top half range. So I got these teams between the five and six range with the aspirations to go higher. The first team would be Ohio State for me. Chris Holtman, I think, has a unreal recruiting class coming in. He did a great job in the portal getting Jamison Battle. He brings back Thornton. He brings back Roddy Gale. Felix Akpara is a center who got better and better every single time I watched him last year. He really has some nice pieces with that team, with the transfer portal, with guys coming back, and also with the freshman class coming in. So I'm really high on what um, on what Ohio State could do this year. And also a team you mentioned that had a tough run towards the end of last season. I think that Wisconsin is going to surprise some people. They add, they add A.J. Store in the uh, transfer portal. They bring back a Siegen. They bring back a healthy Tyler Wall. Stephen Crowell is one of the most underrated centers in the Big Ten in my eyes. Don't think he gets as much credit as he should. I guess we'll see with Chucky Hepburn. I don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you don't know what you are going to get with Chucky Hepburn. But if they get what fans and what probably Wisconsin expects of Chucky Hepburn, I think they're going to be a sneaky good team. They're going to be old. I think a siege is going to take another step as well. So we'll see what Greg Gard does with that team. It'll be interesting to see. As a Wisconsin fan, I would have you know some fairly high expectations, I guess, for this team. I don't think what happened last season should happen again. I think this team has just enough talent not to go through that. 
I'm right there with you. And then I do think that the biggest team of fascination, not that they're necessarily going to be terrific, but I do think that just what we get out of them in general might be the most random in the conference is Nebraska because they made a very late pickup a few weeks ago. They bring in Jerron Coleman, who is a top scorer over at Ball State, and he's got some experience at the power conference level. He was a part-time starter at Missouri a few seasons ago. I know that they also brought in a few other guys like a Bryce Williams from Charlotte who's able to pop some threes. Aaron Euless, he knows about this conference rink mass as well. I'm not sure what you think about Nebraska, but on paper, I look at this team and I think that they should be relatively okay. But I feel like I've done this in the past with Nebraska and every single time it looks like they take a step forward, they take two steps back. The only thing that I can hang my hat on with Nebraska is that I think Kisei Tomanaga is going to average like 17 points a game this year. I truly believe that. And he's one of the most fun guards to watch in the Big Ten. And I don't know. I mean, the reason I'm not buying into Nebraska is because I'm just like you, G-Hoops. Like, I talk myself into it every year. I talk myself into C.J. Wiltshire. I talk myself into Greasel. And honestly, I'd be a lot higher if somehow this team, I don't know if Greasel ran out of eligibility or not, but if you got Greasel back for another year, year two in the Big Ten, year two in the system, C.J. Wiltshire maybe takes a step that I don't think he's taken thus far and becomes a reliable shooter. Kisei Tomonaga, they got Bryce Williams as well, and then you mentioned Coleman. You know, I like Hoiberg as a coach as well, too. So as much as I want to, I just can't hurt myself again and buy into Nebraska. So I'm just going to watch from afar and hope that they do their thing. <laughs> if you've ever seen the triangle of being a sports fan on social media, I feel like Nebraska is just like that. At the bottom, you have one corner where it's like, I get disappointed. The other corner on the bottom is, I start to believe again. At the top, I get my hopes up. And then it's just downward. It feels like it's that way every single time with Nebraska. Being a Wisconsin sports fan, I can relate because the Green Bay Packers do that to me all the time. But, yeah, that's where Nebraska has been in recent years. But we never get disappointed by you, Carter, because you do an amazing job taking a look at this great game that we all know and love. I know you and Greg Waddell do great work over at Sleepers Media. I know you do a tremendous job over at the Field of 68. And I know you guys are getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. So, let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, so you can follow me on X, as you mentioned, at <laughs> Carter Elliott with two L's and two T's and two underscores. And then you can also follow us on X again at Sleepers Media and on YouTube, Sleepers Media as well. Me and Greg have shifted actually to posting daily videos, which we've been enjoying so far. Talking, you know, college basketball news as it comes and answering comments and things like that. So we've really enjoyed that kind of build a little community over on YouTube. So I highly recommend going over to our YouTube and checking those out. We talk about all of college basketball with probably a little bit more emphasis on the Big Ten, but really been enjoying doing that. Appreciate you having me on. Always appreciate the time of Carter Elliott. Any man that was willing to do videos for an entire summer of Drunk Scouts always has a place in my heart. And Carter, he does an amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball, along with our good friend Greg Waddell, who joins this podcast quite a bit as well. And by the way, Greg, a new father. So congratulations to him, as it was great to be able to get Carter aboard today right here on Cusco Soups, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Cusco Soups, you're able, to find, you're able to subscribe wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. 
you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I will be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast. As like I said in the first segment, we're going to need to monitor the decisions made by the NCAA because they might be denying a lot of waivers. That'll be changing our outlook on some of these guys that we thought they were going to be out there on the floor this season. So certainly keeping note there. And it is conference preview season. Going to be taking a look at the OVC within the next 48 to 72 hours. NEC is coming up next week. Patriot League going to be soon to follow. So lots of fun coming up on this podcast. And appreciate you guys tuning in every single day. And I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.